get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Always great to visit with Tim Kirkchin. This is 101 ESPN. That's BK. I'm Danny Mac, Dan McLaughlin, the Danny Mac Show on a Monday after the Cardinals are swept for the first time since 1990 by the Reds. They've lost five in a row. Tim Kirkchin of ESPN, and great to say good morning to him. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm well, Dan. How are you guys doing? We're we're hanging in there. Uh, I hear you on uh, with Carl Ravage doing some national radio games. I see you on TV all over the place. Um, so you're busy with baseball. This time last year we're shut down. So no complaints. Even when they lose five in a row, it's great to have baseball back, believe me. Um, just your general thoughts right now on what you've seen from the Cardinals. What, what do you think? Where are they right now in this season? Uh, they're a little disappointing. I mean, they've lost five in a row and seven out of eight. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. They're just a couple games over 500. They've been outscored for the season. They're in 231 as a team. I expected more. And I picked them to win the division at the beginning of the season. I'm going to stick with that for the moment. But just a couple reminders. The Cubs are pretty good. They're better than we thought. And they have a great bullpen so far. And the Brewers have three starting pitchers that seemingly nobody can hit. So the two teams in front of the Cardinals right now, I think, are better than we thought they would be. So I'm, I'm going to stay with the Cardinals. They're going to, they need Jack Flaherty back tomorrow. That's not <laughs> happening. Uh, and they need to hit more than they have. But I still like their team. I don't love it, but I like it best in the division. But, again, a reminder, there are a couple teams that are better than we thought they'd be. Tim, if you're looking at the injured list right now, it's uh, it's pretty full for the Cardinals. They've got 10 guys on the IL right now, and that seems to be the theme across the league. Uh, what have you made of the injury bug that's really plagued the sport so far this year? Well, it's it's troublesome. I've, I've said it before. We have three leagues now. We have the American League, the AL, the NL, and the IL. It's really <laughs> discouraging how many players are hurt right now. And it's it's a paradox. The more conditioned they are, the, the better shape they're in, the more often they get hurt, it seems. And, and maybe when Bob Gibson got pitched all those years, he never got hurt. Or maybe he just played through it or maybe Mike Shannon just never got hurt or played through it but maybe the agents today are saying don't get hurt and don't try to play through it there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of money to be lost I think the bottom line is this this is a really hard game to play and it's a really easy game in which to get hurt when you get hit by a baseball thrown at 95 miles an hour and 
if you get hurt playing this game, you break a finger, you can't play this game. If you can't run, you can't play this game. So that's why I think so many guys are on the IL, and it's discouraging for all of us. Do you think it's a factor of what we went through last year with uh, just the 60 games? And and you think about it. I mean, you had spring training. Guys were just about ready to go. Then you're shut down for months. Then you had a couple of weeks to ramp it up. And then you got a race to the finish in 60 games. Do you think that is a major factor in the sport or is this something else? It's a factor for sure. I mean, these guys are all creatures of habit. They all know how their body works. They're all in a routine starting February 15th. And they stay on the same routine all the way through the end of the World Series, if you get that far. And the routine has been anything but routine last year, and it hasn't been the same this year either because of COVID. And even though things are getting very close to being normal again, it's still not there. So I will acknowledge that, yes, when you get really superb athletes out of their comfort zone and their routine, something could go wrong, somebody could get hurt. So I don't think there's any doubt the whole COVID thing is added to all of this. Tim Kirkton joining us here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Tim, earlier today I was reading on ESPN.com. You guys had a great piece about the Cubs and what what their start to the season means for them as we kind of get closer and closer to the trade deadline. I wanted to ask you more specifically about the Cardinals right now because – they would absolutely love to add a starting pitcher. I mean, they really need one, as you mentioned, with Jack Flaherty. What does that trade market look like right now from the teams that you've talked to? Is there any activity taking place already? You know, I still think it's a little bit early. I mean, early June is the time when things start to ramp up. But, again, it's been so difficult to read where we are in the big leagues these days. So many teams have been – so erratic you can't tell this early because it's such a weird season again whether a team is good or or not whether it's in or out I think it's just a little bit too early for that so to start looking at starting pitchers who might be available you know it's really hard to tell I I can't see anybody out there at the moment for a non-contender that is automatically going to turn the Cardinals from a good team into a really good team. Now, the one guy you always have to keep your eye on, of course, is Max Scherzer, who's Mm -hmm. unsigned after this season. Now, the Nationals love him. They want to keep him long-term, but the cost might be prohibitive, as might be his age. So maybe they'll trade him and then re-sign him after the season, as the Yankees did with with Aroldis Chapman. Or maybe Max Scherzer is not going to get traded. But if I'm a if I'm a contending team, if I'm the Cardinals and I have what it takes to get Max Scherzer, well, I really have to look into that. But the price is going to be exceptionally high. What do you think about all the the stickiness in the sport with these baseballs or coming off the gloves or pant leg, bill of the cap, whatever, and trying to police this? Where where do you stand on that right now, Tim? Well, it's going to be really hard to police it, yeah. but. I think the umpires are going to make an effort, a real effort to do this, because some of the umpires, fairly or unfairly, are not going to look good in this if somebody's got a foreign substance and they get away with it. And now that we're cracking down across Major League Baseball, it's going to be up to the umpires to really check this. And it's my understanding that the umpires are not going to just sit back and say, there's nothing we can do about this. I think they're going to be aggressive about it. And I think starting maybe a week from today, 
we really have to keep our eye on how this is going to go because I think we're going to have checks on pitchers. We're going to have checks on catchers and infielders and see if anyone's carrying anything they shouldn't be carrying. But I repeat, how to enforce that? Oh, my goodness. It could take forever. I just am worried the enforcement process is going to be too cumbersome. So that's exactly where I was going to go. So do you you think it's like a situation which we had here in St. Louis where Joe West, who is the crew chief at that time in the game in Chicago, stops the game and takes the hat from Giovanni Gallego? So we're going to start seeing a lot of that across the board, do you think, in baseball? Yeah, I think so, because even though Joe West, as far as I know, acted alone on that, no surprise for Joe West. He saw something that he thought was against the rules, and he's the number one rules guy in the world. He said, I'm doing something about this. But if all the umpires are in on this, let's say, a week from tomorrow, a week from today, then yes, I think we'll see a lot more of what happened with Gallegos that day. I think the difference will be if there is something on there that is illegal, he's not just going to get his hat switched. He's going to get suspended. And it'll be real interesting to see how that works if we start suspending a player, a pitcher, for 10 days if he's got something in his hat. I guess my follow-up to that too, Tim, would be how are these umpires going to discern between what is what? I mean, there are some things that it seems like even hitters are like, yeah, please allow them to use the rosin and the sunscreen. It's the other stuff that we have a problem with. How how do they determine what's what here? (laughs) Well, that's one of the many questions that needs to be answered. And again, I think the umpires have their hands full at the moment without even checking for this. Now they're going to have to check And I think we're going to have some really tricky situations here where what is this in your cap? What is this on your belt? What is that on the catcher's shin guards? And until someone can show me the complete difference between all of this, oh, yeah, this is legal, this is illegal, I think, again, it's going to be very hard to police this. And I I I didn't come around on this until about a week ago. I think this is going to be a big story, and I think it's going to be out there more than you think. I'm really curious, too, with the the contentious nature of the CBA with the owners and the players. Now you're going to bring this into the game, and you're going to say, well, player X gets suspended for 10 days, and he's going to miss 10 10 days of making money. I, I wonder if that's a factor at all with this, Tim, because it is so contentious right now with the CBA pending. Yes, it's going to be very tricky because the you know the players' association has to be in on all this. They're not going to allow their players to be checked every single game or randomly, however you want to do it, without some sort of an agreement in place. But ten games is a lot if that's indeed the punishment. So there are so many moving parts to this story. But I I repeat, I think Major League Baseball is going to crack down on this because. I've been told all over the place this summer, this spring so far, is that the ball is moving in a direction we've never seen before from our hitters. And when a major league hitter says, and I've talked to major league hitters who have told me, I've never seen a ball move like that. I've never seen a pitch like that. And when they start talking that way, they're either trying to justify why the league batting average is 233 or this is indeed happening and some pitchers are getting help that they shouldn't be getting. 
Tim Kirkjian of ESPN is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Tim, I know you sometimes we talk about baseball nowadays and it, it, it all kind of skews negative of how you can improve men and what's gone wrong. What are some things that have kind of captured your imagination this year? Is there anything in particular that's really standing out to you on the positive side? Well, there are always a million positives about the game. It's the greatest game ever, and I don't care if there are too many strikeouts or way too, you know, too many base running mistakes. It's still the best game there is. And just just look at the young players that we have. That stands out every day. The other day, the three leading home run hitters were all like 22 years old and younger. The top five leading home run hitters in the major leagues as of a few days ago were all 25 years old or younger. This is a young man's game with young players. I've never seen this many great, young, athletic, big, strong, fast players in my life. And I've covered 41 years. I've never seen since Trout and Harper came in this kind of influx of this many guys who are this spectacularly talented who just overpower the game with their physical gifts. That's something that dazzles me every day that I watch Fernando Tatis Jr. How can he be that big, run like that, hit a ball that far, and be that graceful in the field? That's what does it for me. I am curious. uh, I was listening to you and Carl Ravage do the uh, marathon. I guess it was in uh, Houston last weekend. And uh, I'm curious if you guys are going to start getting back out on the road. What what are you hearing about that and being able to get to these ballparks and, and talk to these players a little bit more in person? Well, I sure hope so, Dan. I've done 25 games already on television, and they've all been from my house or from the studio. And I get it, but I'm tired of it. (laughs) There is no substitute for being at the ballpark. And I'm sorry, we do a great job from home and from the studio, but we will do a better job. Everyone will do a better job when you're at the ballpark. There's no substitute for being there. So I'm not sure when we're going back out there. But I hope it's tomorrow because I really miss my second home in this world is a ballpark. And I don't get to go right now to broadcast games. And it just really, really troubles me. My final question for you, Tim, we've really kind of come around on Tyler O'Neill this season. He's been such a breakout star for the Cardinals, especially since coming back from the injured list. He's got 13 home runs now on the season. I don't know how much you've been able to watch of him firsthand, but what's been your impression of a guy that does kind of fit into the description that you were mentioning earlier of speed and power and great defensively as well? Yeah, he, he's he been growing on me for a couple of years now. Won a, won a gold glove last year, injured this year, still has 13 homers. And when you're built like that guy, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a major leaguer with more of, and we all know his history, of a bodybuilder than that guy. It's just amazing how he can remain flexible and be a baseball player when he's built like that. Too many guys have gotten too big and bulky. He's found a way to be big and bulky and yet still be a fluid baseball player. He impresses me more every time I see him, and that's kind of the idea. He's figuring out how to use that amazing body of his to be a good defensive outfielder and hit a bunch of home runs. Hey, Tim, it's always a treat to hear your voice. Look forward to seeing you in person, and uh, thanks for hopping on. You always uh, are kind enough to do that. We really appreciate it. Okay, boys, I'll talk to you soon. See ya. You got it. That is uh, Tim Kirchin.